Hello and welcome to a Wonder Care podcast. I'm Sheena Mitchell, pharmacist and mum of three. I combine healthcare and practical advice to support you on your parenting journey. This week, I'm talking all about midges, mosquitoes and other biting insects. I'll be explaining all the different types of insect repellents so that you can choose the one that's most suitable for you and your family. I'll also give lots of tips on how to try and prevent being bitten because there is nothing worse. Midges and mosquitoes not only cause itchy, irritating bites, which can lead to skin infections, but they also have serious potential to carry human disease in Ireland. I'll explain this a bit more in a minute. So let's get started, because I know I learned a lot (laughs) preparing for this episode. Summer season comes hand in hand with midges and mosquitoes. In Ireland, I personally always associated midges as a nuisance, which called an end to games in the garden as a child in the evening. Mosquitoes always sounded a bit more tropical and something that impacted your holidays in the sun. After looking into this area a little bit more thoroughly, I was shocked to find out that Ireland has approximately 78 different species of midgey. Midgies are very, very small and can actually only fly a few hundred metres from their breeding ground. However, wind can sometimes carry them much further than that. Midgies rely on damp, wet soil and mud, leaves or peat for perfect breeding sites. Mosquitoes are slightly larger in size, around two to three times bigger actually. They also have needle-like mouth parts and wings with scales. They sound like the evil twin of the midgey, but actually neither type of fly is innocent. Both of them feed off blood and in fact they need it to be able to continue to breed. Both types of flies identify hosts to bite through their CO2 emissions and other smells. Both types of flies in Europe have the ability to carry malaria, Zika virus, chikungunya virus, West Nile virus, dengue virus and more. However, currently our weather protects us. Cold winters mean few of these flies survive and so they can't grow quickly enough to sustain infection. Despite my own misconceptions, we do indeed have mosquitoes in Ireland. They have a preference for wet and marshy places, especially in the east and south of the country. Climate change means warmer conditions and warmer conditions means that mosquitoes may actually survive our winters a bit better and form large enough numbers to cause a spread of infection. Whilst Irish mosquitoes may not have been demonstrated to carry any human infections yet, the change in climate may impact this. For example, in Italy there has been outbreaks of chikungunya fever not previously seen. The HPSC say that dengue fever and chikungunya fever could potentially become established in Europe. They continue to monitor this issue and the ECDC, the European Centre for Disease Control, now considers this a priority. So now we know why we want to avoid being bitten, other than the fact that you get really horrible, itchy, swollen sores. Let's move on to how we prevent it. The basis of preventing insect bites involves understanding that insects are attracted to us by caramones, such as carbon dioxide and lactic acid, which we produce through metabolism in our bodies. The more active we are, the more of these we produce. Saying that, they are produced at levels high enough to attract insects even on our laziest days. So it's definitely not an excuse to be skipping the exercise. Repellents work by smelling disgusting to insects to do their job of repelling them. They don't kill insects, they just discourage them from landing on you or from biting you. There are several different types of repellents on the market and I want to explain the differences between them and discuss natural options and other tips to protect yourself and your families from bites. I just want to interrupt this episode for one little second. 
Okay, more than one little second, but not a lot of seconds. Summer is here and it's definitely my favourite season. The only downside is all of the circulating dust, spores and pollen that can make life miserable by affecting your sleep and respiratory health. That's why I'm so delighted that Salon Plus are supporting this season of Wondercare podcast. As the Salon Plus device filters these dust and pollen particles out of the air when used every night in your bedroom and circulates fresh, clean air for improved sleep and comfortable airways. I cannot believe we're on season five. Where is the time going? Anyway, back to the pod. The three most important ingredients I'm going to talk about today include DEET, Saltadin and Citriodile. The most effective insect repellents on the market contain a synthetic chemical called DEET or if you prefer, diethylmethotoluamide. This has been successfully used since 1946. In general, the CDC and other government and health agencies say that DEET is safe to use in pregnancy and breastfeeding. And I would highly recommend this to women who are visiting areas with malaria or other insect-carried viruses or disease. Different manufacturers will have different recommendations, but UK and USA agencies say up to 50% DEET in a formulation is safe to use in pregnancy. I do always recommend using a product in line with the manufacturer's instructions, though. I'll talk about specific products in a little while. So Saltadin is a more gentle insect repellent, which is also recommended by the World Health Organization. Saltadin-containing products such as Trek-sensitive wipes are recommended over citriodile when someone would prefer not to use DEET. And finally, citriodile, well, this is what the natural plant-based repellents contain. It's another name for oil of lemon eucalyptus. It's suitable anywhere between three to six months of age, depending on the particular manufacturer's guidelines. However, whilst I do always try and recommend natural options, I do have to say that citriodile is clinically less effective than DEET in terms of its duration of protection. The problem with citronella-based products is that it evaporates off the skin pretty quickly. Sometimes the formulation, so the way the manufacturers actually make it, can help to improve the efficacy by slowing down the release. But if you're choosing a natural product for safety concern reasons, Please know that DEET has undergone rigorous safety testing spanning 70 years. And once you use them safely and appropriately, it's a safer option than contracting disease. If you were choosing a natural product with the very valid view of trying to be more environmentally friendly, just please remember that these oils have to be extracted, distilled, and then solvents are used in this process, none of which are environmentally friendly. Right, so that's the three main ingredients. There's DEET, saltadin, and citriodile. So some advice and product info on all three. I'm going to start with DEET. I stock two ranges on wondercare.ie that contain DEET products. The first is Medicare insect repellent sprays. These come in 30, 40 and 50% DEET. Unfortunately, at the moment, the 50% is unavailable. The Medicare range advised that it shouldn't be used in children. So if you're looking for a product for children, then I would recommend the Trek range. And I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. Using a 50% DEET obviously is very good when you're in high risk areas with the potential for the presence of malaria. Other than that, the products vary more in relation to their duration of action. So the 40% lasts up to eight hours. 
and the Medicare at 30% lasts up to six hours. Medicare advised not to use it in pregnancy and breastfeeding. And I'm not 100% sure why that is, as DEET is deemed safe in these patient groups. However, I do always advise to stick to the manufacturer recommendations. The Trek range comes in a 20% DEET spray, which is suitable from two years plus and will last for up to 12 hours. Trek is also available in a midgy and tick DEET-free pump. And this product contains Saltadin, which is the other repellent recommended by the World Health Organization. Organization. And this is also suitable from two years of age. This is a product I'd recommend using on sensitive skin as a preference to using DEET. They also have a natural DEET-free pump, which is suitable from six months of age. And again, like the Medicare one, it contains citriodial. So that's for the kind of under two year age group. So it's not going to be as effective, but it really does provide an offering for those younger kids. A very handy product that Trek do are sensitive insect repellent wipes. And these are also deep free because they contain saltadin. If you're just sitting out in the evening and you want to make sure you don't get bitten, using a lower strength DEET is absolutely fine for that. So you've got the option of the Trek 20% or the Medicare 30%. These last between four to six hours and can be applied twice a day. So morning or evening. Always remember to avoid the eyes, mouth and palm of hands. So wash your hands after using them. Frequently asked questions about DEET are, what do you mean that DEET is a plasticizer? Well, it's highly effective as a repellent, but it does soften plastics. This means that it can dissolve nail varnish as well as damage synthetic fibres, plastic, watches, glasses, jewellery, leather and some painted and polished surfaces. So when you're using it, use it in an upright position and away from situations where leaks or spills could occur. I definitely recommend using it outdoors. In relation to using sun cream and DEET, just remember that DEET can actually reduce the efficacy of SPF protection a little bit. So always choose a factor 50 if you're applying DEET. It's also important to apply your sun cream first, allow it to absorb and then apply your repellent on top of that. Remember to reapply DEET products after swimming or heavy rain. And as I said there, be careful of your clothes. Synthetic fabrics can be discoloured and damaged by DEET repellents. So it's really only for application directly to your skin. If you have sensitive skin, I would be inclined to avoid DEET products and go for the saltadin containing products, which are gentler on the skin. Always do a little patch test to make sure that you're not going to have a reaction to any insect repellent product. So for you people with sensitive skin, if it's for a child, you'd be using the Trek Midgy and Tick DEET Free Pump for over two years or the Trek Sensitive Insect Repellent Wipes. Both of those contain saltadin which is a really reliable insect repellent. Saltadin was basically developed as an alternative to DEET and it can be used where bites are considered less dangerous, so in non-malarial areas, etc. It is more pleasant to use and will be a good option during pregnancy as well. The Trek sensitive wipes have 20% saltadin and last for up to 12 hours once applied. One packet lasts a person around one week. So if you're going away, you'd want to be bringing a packet a week person. The wipes are biodegradable and they're made of a viscous material which should be used once and then binned with regular waste and they do degrade completely. So that's 
reassuring because I hate the thoughts of wipes in landfill. Okay, so for those kids under two or for people who just want to avoid a chemical product, citriodiol is a natural repellent. And as I said, Medicare have a 30% repellent spray. And while it's not the preferred product by the World Health Organization for children over two, it can be used for children as young as three months. So it's a really, really good option for that age group. Also worth trying this during pregnancy and breastfeeding before moving to Saltadin or DEET. Now, some tips on protecting yourself and your family outside of the use of insect repellents. So the first one would be to wash regularly. That may sound ridiculous, but if you have kids that are running around playing and they're sweating loads because it's warm, just remember that sweat attracts insects. Also, avoid lakes or stagnant water because this is where midges and insects love to breed. And also sheltered and shaded spots. You actually get bitten less frequently if you're in brightly lit areas. It's a good idea to cover up as much as you can. Obviously, if it's hot, that's difficult. But using loose, fine woven like coloured clothing can really help. Avoid wearing your tight fitting watches or jewellery. And don't leave windows or doors open in the early morning or evening. Try and avoid walking around at dusk or dawn because this is the time that midges are most active. Interesting fact, midges can inflict around 3,000 bites per hour. Wowzer. So just in summary, DEET is always going to be the most recommended insect repellent, especially if you're travelling to areas where there is a risk of disease being present on the mosquitoes. Second in line would be saltadin which is a good alternative to DEET and it is also recommended by the World Health Organization for insect repellents. And finally, for younger age groups or people who really want to avoid synthetic materials, then citriodile is definitely a natural option that can be considered, but I wouldn't be relying on it in an area of high disease levels. Products-wise, got Trek, which has DEET 20%, and then they have the Midgey and Tick DEET-free pump, which contains the Saltadin, as do the Trek wipes. And then they have a natural DEET-free pump, which contains citriodile. For Medicare, they have 30 and 40% DEET available at the moment. And then they have their natural option, which contains citriodile. You can also get bracelets, little repellent bracelets. I'll link some of these in the products, which contain citriodile. And these can be helpful on young kids as well. I know when I'm walking around with my kids, if we're on holidays... I'll definitely pop these bracelets on them and often on myself too. I have been known to wear them around my ankle and look absolutely ridiculous and mortify everyone. But I hate bites and I just seem to get constantly bitten. Another myth I just wanted to disprove is taking vitamin B6 has not been proven to help with preventing bites. Just want to put that out there. It's good vitamin anyway, but it's not going to help with bites. Always remember to have antihistamines with you because... These can really reduce the reaction that your body has to the toxin biting insects leave on your skin. If you have any more questions, of course, don't hesitate to contact me at wondercare underscore IRL on Instagram or through our contact page on wondercare.ie. I'll link all of the products that I've mentioned today in the show notes and I'll pop a little highlight of insect repellents on Instagram as well so that you can go in and see which ones contain which ingredients and they're available to buy from there. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please do give us a little like or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And I will be back next week talking all about the newly recommended chickenpox vaccine on the childhood schedule. I'm really looking forward to diving into that episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.